Hello and welcome to another inspiring yet godly episode of the True Voice Podcast Show. I am Olanike Akirimisi and I'm always, always super excited for every episode. And I must say at this point in time that thank you so much for always taking out your time, your data, your resources to listen to every episode every Saturday it's been so amazing it's been so amazing all right so today we will be talking about an interesting topic of course inspiring yet godly and so a lot of things have been happening in the christian world let me put it that way in the christendom especially um couples that have the calling of god are the couples that are hosting the call of god in their homes and so i decided to pick this topic it's quite sensitive necessary and important that if you have the call of god upon your life please listen to this share it to people you know that have shared um their vision with you that you know, have the calling of God upon their lives, and also they have um, the the mandate of the kingdom of God as their assignment. So today we will be talking about five important things that young ministers' wives should know. I repeat, five important things. So. There are more than five, but then we decided to pick five, five important things that young minister's wife must know. So either early in the marriage, along, no, during the journey of the marriage, but as long as you are a minister's wife, it is important that you should know these five things. And I won't be the one to talk about this. I have someone who is important. She has been on this show before. She is a pastor as well. She has a call of God upon her life. She loves God. She is a giver. She is a life coach. She is a family coach. She is a relationship expert. She has been on the show as well. And she has been doing great in the ministry, in our family, in our home, and as well impacting the lives of young people like me. And so, with honor and all protocols duly observed, join me as I welcome Pastor Mrs. Bosola Afolayon. She is a senior partner, a senior pastor of Glory Impact christian center located in ogun state lambert so if you're wondering where is that it is under um if for local government in ogun state you can also be a participant of their services virtually before the end of this show we would announce uh state the handles where you can watch the services and be blessed so let's us let us move on i'm really 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 looking forward to listening from this wealth of knowledge and wisdom sincerely it's an honor and 
I'm full of humility, ma. Thank you for joining me once again on this show, ma. Thank you, ma. Thank you, Olanike, for having me on your show again. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless you real Amen. good. And I really appreciate the great work that you are doing. I follow all the podcasts. They are highly enlightening. They are educative. And I gain so much from them. God bless Thank you. Thank you so much, my amen. So, man, here I am again. Again. <laughs> now, I need to say this. The last podcast I had with you, yeah. I think about eight things intending couples, couples should you know. know. Yeah. People are still listening to it. Glory to it's God. one of the it's one of the episodes that have the highest listeners, I tell you, man. Wow. So I'm also trusting God that this will also be a blessing to multitudes female ministers even if you're, you're not a minister as long as you are a woman because i believe that today's topic today's episode will reach out to you in every aspect and so just relax sit back plug in and be blessed so meh <laughs> to start with how long have you been in the ministry as a minister's wife okay i'm married for 22 years now wow. yeah you hear that? two decades <laughs> two decades and extra two years wow that's amazing now congratulations yeah. man. thank you so much i've been married for 22 years and we actually started the ministry before we got married wow yes the ministry was launched in 1999 hmm. yes and um just shortly before we got married so we've been about we've been having fellowship like um two years hmm. two years before my husband was officially ordained in august 1999 and we've been doing ministry since then but i actually actively got it um as a senior pastor as a full time okay let me use this word as a full-time pastor in 2008 hmm. so that's when i became a full-time pastor at glory and Christian center Wow. Yeah. So, wow. So you you're not just you won't just be talking based on experience as a mother, as a wife, but also a female minister and a wife to yeah. a reverend. Hello. A missionary evangelist. A, uh, <laughs> a husband, Papa, is a missionary evangelist. And he's also a medical doctor. Yeah. So because doctor. some people a have a veterinary this, doctor. A veterinary doctor. Yeah. Thank you, man. Because some people believe that missionaries are not educated. <laughs> some people believe that once you have the calling of God upon your life, you don't have to go to school. You have to but these days, you see educated people, yeah. well-learned people, oh, yes. taking this mantle and spreading the gospel spreading all, the gospel over, the all over the world. Yeah. So, ma, before we move on to today's topic about things, important things, five, it could be more, yeah. as the spirit leads, <laughs> that young minister's wife should know. If I may ask, how would you describe your experience in a, in, 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 in a very brief form, how would you describe your experience in the early days of your marriage as a young minister's wife? Okay, in the early days of my marriage, you know, I wasn't into full-time ministerial work, okay. so I was still working secularly. 
Okay, so, but I, I was also actively involved in the ministry. I preached, I handled the women's section and all that. So it's um, pretty challenging. But um, one thing I always believe that whatever God has called you for, he has given you the grace for it. Mm. It's only um, left for you to understand that and to discover that. Mm. I'm not saying it's been um, smooth sailing. It's It has a very, very fair um, share of challenges because um, as a pastor you are dealing with people, mm-hmm. people from dif- with different um, ex- uh, background, mm-hmm. different experiences, different exposure, different ideologies, mm-hmm. different perspectives about life. Mm-hmm. You understand? So you are dealing with a whole lot of people because pastor has to do with human beings. Mm-hmm. You understand? And um, people that are coming with different belief system. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you you are trusting God that um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, when they come to church, uh, God will will um, use you as a vessel and an instrument mm. you know to to form a different mindset okay to align their mindset belief system and um, a- to shape it according to the word of God mm. you know you are, you are dealing with human beings that you believe God that's okay True, you God will use you as a vessel for them to also discover their purposes in life and for them to also become who God has actually ordained them to be. People come with different challenges, life challenges, life issues, and you have to be there for them. Because as as a pastor's wife, they are placed on a pedestal that they are looking up to you. Okay, and um, <laughs> you know you're like you're like the wife of the Caesar that is in the glass glass house. So you you can't afford to throw a stone. So so much is um so much expectations concerning you as a as um as as a pastor's wife. And so at times some of these expectations might be might be uh too high, you know, might be mm-hmm. unrealistic. Mm-hmm. You know, people, when people are coming to church, they have this kind of, they have, they already have a picture in their heart what they expect a pastor's wife mm-hmm. should be. So when they come and probably you don't conform to that image that they have, they have in their heart concerning how or how a pastor's wife should look, mm-hmm. how a pastor's wife should talk, mm-hmm. how a pastor's wife should behave. You know, they just want to put you in a straight jacket according to their own mental picture. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's this kind of high expectations concerning a pastor's wife. So it's 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 highly challenging. Wow. So it's highly challenging. So, so let's move on, man. Let's let's let, <laughs> let it let it continue. Let it move on. Let's talk about five things and it could be more. Okay. Um what young minister's wife should know. All right. Glory be to God. Holy Spirit, we thank you because we know that as many as will listen to this uh, podcast, you will reach out to minister to them in the mighty name of Jesus. Number one, the the first, the, the foundation that I want to lay, you know, concerning things that young minister's wife should know, the first thing which is very important, you know, when you want to build a house, the the, the the structure that you put on that piece of land and the kind of structure, the weight of the structure depends on the foundation. Mm-hmm. So if the foundation, as Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, mm-hmm. what can you make up artists do? <laughs> 
what can like it, what can it righteous do? So the very very foundation is number one a young minister's wife, which is not only for young, but for anyone that is even listening to me. Mm. You must have a personal relationship with God. You must have that encounter, a genuine, sincere encounter with your maker. And it's just not, um, it doesn't stop at you just having that first encounter. You must have, you must develop a work, a Mm. personal work with God, you know, because God is the one who has created you. God is the one who has the pattern for your life, is the architect of your Mm. life, is one who knows why he has created you, is the one who knows what he wants you to do, is the one who knows the destination that he's taking you to. Mm. So you need to have a personal work with God. You need to have a personal work with the Holy Spirit. You need to have a a romantic relationship with the Word of God. Mm. I, I, I mean... God, Holy Spirit should be your best friend. Mm. Let me just put it that way. You know, the Bible says concerning Enoch that he was a man that had a walk with God. You know, God so much enjoyed, you know, the presence and the fellowship of Enoch that, mm. that a day just came, he was taken. He was taken. You know, when trouble is ahead, when you have a relationship with God, he will tell mm-hmm. you. You understand? When there are things, that pitfalls, he will tell you. He will let you know, depending on how close. Perhaps like the deep calls onto the deep. So there must be that deep depth, depth of understanding of who God is. I'll just read, uh, you know, this passage of the scripture in um, in Jeremiah, in Jeremiah chapter chapter 9, verse 23, he said, Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, mm. neither let the mighty man glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his riches, verse 24, but let him that glory, glory in this, that he understands mm. and knows me. Mm. So, whether you are beautiful, whether you are intelligent, whether you have the all, all qualification, glory be to God. But the foundation is the knowledge and the understanding of God that you have. It's so important. It's so key. Say that I am the Lord which excites loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight. So, God wants everyone, every child of Israel to have a knowledge and a personal or have a, a deep understanding of who he is. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. We're in church. <laughs> Don't mind it. God, God is everywhere. God, God is, is everywhere. So that, that one is key. Mm. Okay, because of our time, we might not be able to go in depth, but I believe with that, we have an understanding of that. Then number two, a minister's wife must understand her unique Mm. Purpose. I'm, 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 I'm emphasizing on that word unique because she has to understand that she's unique in her own right. Mm. And she has to know that she has a unique purpose. She has a unique calling. She has a unique assignment. And she has unique gifts and tools that everyone has equipped her with to carry out this assignment. So what are we also talking about? We're talking about she must know herself. She must know herself. She must, she must know who she is. Okay? And why is this important? If a, a minister's wife doesn't understand who she is and she doesn't understand her unique purpose, then it will be difficult for us to understand her placement. Hmm. 
And when you don't understand your placement, you are going to break the rank. Hmm. You will not be in your own lane. And you know what? You are at best in your own lane. Mm -hmm. Because that is the lane that God has placed you. Mm. So you have to, if not, you think you are in competition with other people. When you see some people, you know, doing well in their own lane, you are agitated. Mm. You lose your confidence. You lose your peace. Mm. Why? Because you are looking at them. But when you understand your purpose, you have to you understand that nobody is your competition, but you are your own best competition. You want to excel there. You want to be your best. You want to give your best. And you want to be your best. So when you understand your purpose, you understand your assignment, you understand your calling, you understand this is what God has called me to do. It eliminates frustration. You are at peace with yourself. You are at peace with God. You are at peace with yourself. And you can move at your own pace according to the way God is taking you. And you know what? It will help you to understand your timing. Mm. And when you understand your timing, you just know that the vision is yet for an appointed time but mm -hmm. to surely speak. When you understand that, then it helps you in being patient to receive the promises of God for your life. So she has to understand her unique purpose because your purpose will also give her direction. She will, the Bible said that to everything under heaven there is a time and to every purpose, you know, to, to, every, to every purpose there is, there is a season. So she will understand the seasons of life that God is taking her through. And with that, she will know that, okay, it's just a matter of time. This is a passing phase. I know that I'm arriving at my destination. Because the purpose will give you the roadmap to your destination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is a whole lot of being at peace. There is a whole lot of, you know, you knowing that I have to give all it takes. I have to excel. I have to succeed. I have to give my best. I have to, I have to develop myself. I have to develop my potentials. Because a potential that is not developed will only remain a potential. Hmm. It's dead. It's useless. So until you discover it, you develop it, and you deploy it. It's not just only for you to develop, but you have to use it. You have to use it for the human race. You have to use it for the purpose God has called you. So that it doesn't become blunt. Hmm. Glory be to God. So let's as we move on. I know you might want to, <laughs> you might want to uh, probably ask, you know, some questions there. But let me just quickly let's let's go through that, and then we can now go into other discussion as time will permit. And then thirdly, every young minister's wife must understand her husband. Hmm. You must know your husband. You must have a full understanding of his ministry and his calling. You must know your husband's strength and his weaknesses. The family level is highly important. To any to any minister, be the the man or the woman, the family, because your family is a reflection. If you feel in your family, then what gospel are you preaching? Hmm. What gospel are you preaching? So the fam the home front is highly important. So a, a young minister must understand the husband, his ministry before we got married. My husband gave me the vision 
he had a comprehensive and accurate detailed detailed vision of what God has called him to. In fact, as far back as then, because we were, we were youth coppers, yeah. we were youth coppers when we met and, you know, they proposed and accepted. But as far back as then, my husband, I was, 20, I was 22 years old, he was 24 years old. Yeah. Wow. He, he, he fully comprehended the vision the hmm. plan, the purpose of God for his life. and his, As far back as then, he didn't have a passport. But he already told me that he's a missionary and God is sending specifically to Asia and to Europe. Hmm. Then he didn't even know what a plane looks like. He has never even thought, he didn't even have a passport. And he shared the vision with me. And he asked me, do you think you see yourself in this vision? Hmm. So, a young wizard must understand your husband's vision. You must understand his ministry. You must understand his calling. So, there will be no complaining in our home. You must fully comprehend it. And you must agree with it and you must support it. And I tell you, when you do that, you find yourself, you find your own calling. So, every young minister's wife must understand that. Then number four. Okay, before I move on, let me, let me just mention this because we're still talking about the home front, okay, in all this. Then they must be intentional in appearing. We, 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 you know, we hear stories of um, pastor's children being wayward, pastor's children being this, pastor's children being that. We have to understand the unique role that especially people that are called into the fivefold ministry these are targets for the kingdom of Satan mm. and this this is where I will match it with my last point okay because this is a spiritual affair mm. that we're involved with and you can't handle spiritual affair in can, with carnal weapons mm-hmm, at all for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through mm-hmm. God to the pulling down of strongholds. Mm-hmm. So we can't handle spiritual affairs with carnal weapons. So we have to have an understanding. And this even has to do with our children. So that's what I as a minister, you have to be intentional. You have to pray over your kids. You have to decree over their lives. You have to teach them God's word. You have to, I mean, it's, it's, it's a collective effort, okay, of both you know, um, the man and the woman now, okay, when it comes to raising up the kids. But the family up front must be at peace. Mm. Must be successful. So a whole lot goes into it. At times that you might have to, like, you know, how can I say, sacrifice some things for some things. Mm. And we also have to understand that it's not all minister's wife Okay, that are also called into the fivefold ministry. We have to understand that. Mm. Okay, some have called probably into government administrator or into the secular. You know, they still handle the, They have their um, secular duties and all that. But all in all, the home front must be settled. Mm. 
then number four the fourth um okay uh the fourth point i want us to talk about is that every minister's wife must be hospitable mm. <laughs> This is uh, this is challenging. You must be hospitable, but there is a but. Okay. And the but is must be able to define every relationship and put a boundary. Hmm. In being hospitable, make sure that you protect the interest of your husband. You protect your own interest, and you protect the interest of your children. Hmm. Be hospitable or you have to be wise. Hmm. You know, the Bible says concerning um, a woman that is called Abigail in the Bible, um, in 1 Samuel chapter 25, verse 3. The Bible says that Abigail was a woman that is full of wisdom. Abigail was a woman that was full of wisdom. And Abigail was hospitable. You know, when David and his armies came and they came, you know, um, seeking seeking stuff from them, okay? Bible said that while the husband, Nabal, a fool, said, who are these, who are these rogues? Who are these breakaways? That he's not gonna give them anything. And it was a time of harvest whereby, you know, everybody was merry well and they have abundance and all that. Abigail, a woman that was full of wisdom, a woman that was liberal, a woman that was given to hospitality, was the one that saved a household by being liberal by being hospitable what even made Rebecca to be a matriarch of Israel today was a hospitality mm. when the servant of Abraham mm. when Abraham asked his servant Eliza to go and get a wife for his son Isaac and Eliza said have I got to do this the man prayed let it be that the young damsel that will come will be the one that she will offer. Mm-hmm. She will offer when he asks for a drink. She will not only give me a drink, but she will offer to water the ten camels. And you know that camels don't drink just one gallon of water. And you know that the well is deep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a borehole. It's not a tap. It's not a running tap. She has to put in a pitcher to fetch water. And for her to be able to fetch water, that will quench the thirst of 10 camels. It's not, it's not an easy task. But what got her to be a matriarch of Israel? Hospitality. Hmm. Hospitality. So a minister's wife must be liberal. Be generous. Be generous, but be wise. Hmm. Learn to draw the boundary in every relationship guard your home, put the interest of your husband, the interest of your children, the interest of your ministry, put it first. But be liberal. Then lastly, a minister's wife must be, must be a bold and courageous fighter. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. You must be a Deborah hmm. that arose and went to war must be a fighter. But the kind of fighting I'm talking about is a physical fighting. Mm. That you are boxing and slapping everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she must be a fighter on her 
kidneys. Because the way you fight off people's expectation concerning you or whatever is not by going to war of words. Mm. It's by fighting on your knees. The way you fight, protect your family, your children, against every fiery dart of the enemy is fighting on your knees. Mm. My husband said something that if you can pray, your case will always be different. So every young minister's wife must be a prayer warrior. Mm. You don't joke with prayers and you don't joke with God's word. Mm. You don't joke with your relationship with God. It's very key. Mm. And your relationship with people is also key. You must have a good interpersonal relationship with people and with ability to discern. You must, be ability, you must have the ability to discern. A discerning spirit, a discerning mind. To discern issues. Because people will come with you to you with issues. There they, are people that are coming genuinely and sincerely, but there are people that are just coming to check it out. So you can't afford to be at, at ease. Perhaps I woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. You can't afford to be at ease spiritually. So you have to be on guard. You have to have that connection with the Holy Spirit. People will come to you and they are talking to you and the Holy Spirit is downloading and telling you, oh, this person is just out to test this person. This person is sincere. This is the answer that you give. One prayer that I always pray is that, the Bible said that in the book of Isaiah, said, it wakens my ear morning by morning. The Lord has given me the tongue of a learned and I know how to speak the right word in season to everyone that is. I say, Father, every day, Awaken my ears. Let me hear you. Let me let me hear your voice. Mm. I don't want to be rebellious. I don't want to be disobedient. And give me the tongue of a learned that I may know what to say. Mm. Paul said, "Pray for us for the, for 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 utterance, that we can mm. preach the gospel as we ought." Mm. Because when you open your mouth, it must be a well of life. Mm-hmm. People must not come around you, cast down, and they are not going back lifted. Hmm. That fountain of life must flow from your belly to bless lives. People must not come discouraged and they are not going back encouraged. Hmm. That's a prayer also. Father, give me the tongue of learned. Yeah. Let me always have the right word to hmm. speak to everyone that comes around me. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is deep. Sincerely, this is not um, what we read in, permit me to say, motivational books regarding marriage. A lot of philosophies, a lot of perspectives, a lot of teachings are out there, published in books, on the CDs, on the internet, and a whole lot of that. And I must say, thank you, Ma, for dishing it out raw, undiluted, and sincere. So I have two questions. First, it's regarding the point you made that a minister's wife must understand her husband's vision mm-hmm. and all that. 
So, in a case whereby an intending couple both know that they have the calling of God upon their lives, but the man is yet to have a full understanding of his calling not yet specific and but he knows he has an understanding okay this is it this is it can the woman help him to understand especially if the woman especially when the woman already understands her own vision our own ministry our own calling but the man doesn't have a full understanding like okay you know yeah he is according to let's say for instance the pastoral office the profess prophetic office apostle or any of the five um five folds ministry but he does not have this understanding that okay or he, he doesn't have the knowledge of okay i'm according to this area like this location this category of people and like that is it possible for the woman to help him then also should the woman intending couples should a woman give the man time to understand it before they settle down for marriage or they should still go ahead and while praying for more clarity about the ministry of the man. Well, from the question that you have asked, you are, you are, you are asking as if the, the couple are getting married only because of ministry. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Because, because, but it's part of it. It's, it's part yeah, of it. That's what I'm throwing it back at you. It's, it's, you know, part, it's, of it's it. part of it. Because you're saying, should they hold on on marriage because the man doesn't just have the food? There are people that are married and... and you know, they didn't even know that they have a calling of God upon their lives. Yeah, sure. Until probably after they got married and, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not everybody that is, um, that is able to, um, that is able to uh, fully understand, okay, mm-hmm. what God has called them to, to do mm-hmm. just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand what God has called to do actually has to do with the depth of relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your work, your your work with him, because it is that that is when he begins to open you up, mm-hmm. and your obedience, mm. your faithfulness, mm. okay, and you know the, the the everything that God wants you to do will not be revealed to you at once. Uh, no, Mm-mm. it won't. Oh. It's precept upon precept, mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm upon line mm-hmm. here a little there a little mm-hmm. so it it depends on okay this this one that you are doing now how faithful are you in it mm-hmm. and that's what will determine your promotion mm. that's what will determine whether yes. god will will you know hand something more oh. or greater or open mm. but it is just like when you're in a school if you don't pass one level you can you can mm-hmm. get promoted to another mm. level so god will take you mm. step by step Joseph did not just become a minister overnight. God took him through a process of 13 years. God has to deal with his character. He has to use that gift. Okay? He has to use that gift in the prison. Mm -hmm. So it was like tested and trusted. Mm. 
with that gift before the palace now opened to him. Mm. Do you see it now? Mm-hmm. So God will take you, God will test you with one. Mm. If God is taking you to open up to millions, God will test you with one. How faithful are you with that one? Mm-hmm. Then he will test you with hundred. Mm. How faithful are you with hundred? Mm. They test you with thousand. How faithful are you with that? Mm. You understand? So, uh, okay, let me let me answer the first one. That if a man doesn't yet fully comprehend his um, kind, the best thing that um, the wife can do for him or the the fiance because they are married yeah. is to pray. Is to pray for him. Mm. Pray for him to be able to. Have um, have a, a, a an, an understanding, a full grasp of his purpose, of his calling, of his assignment, and then secondly, let him have a mentor. Mm. This is also where mentorship comes in, a mentor that can guide him. That what God is calling to that some people that have of that are already there, that have succeeded. So let him get a mentor, mm. and the mentor will help him and guide him. Mm. All right, ma. So the next question shortly is this. How can a woman who has a different, who operates in a different office fulfill a calling under the ministry of a husband who has a different calling? What we have to understand is that when God is bringing a man and a woman together, God is not confused. Mm. God is an author of confusion. God is a God of order. Mm. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. It will fit in. Mm. So no matter what the calling of the woman is, no matter what the calling of the man is, with understanding, with trust, with planning, okay, with unity, you know, with love and affection, the two of them are fulfilling their own purposes, their ministries, their callings, and they are both successful and shining mm. in their places. So it takes a whole lot of understanding. It takes a whole lot of complementing each other, not competing mm-hmm. each other. Mm. So this is where understanding now comes in. Okay? Understand a whole lot of understanding and trust. Mm. Okay? The man understands the wife's vision. The wife understands the man's vision. And they come together and it's okay. How do we go about this? Holy Spirit, help us. How do we go about And God will give them the strategy mm. of how to go about it. And they, they, they are successful. And they are both doing well in whatever God has called them to do. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ma. We've come to the end of this particular episode of the True Voice Podcast Show. At the beginning, I mentioned that you can be a blessing. You can partake of the blessing of Pastor Mrs. Busola Afolayo's church ministry, Glory Impact Christian Center, virtually. And I said that I would or our guest would call out the social media handles where you can be a blessing. You can attend the church virtually. So, Ma, can you please call out the social media <laughs> handles? On Facebook, we are Glory Impact Crusade Center. The center is C-E-N-T-E-R, okay. not C-E-N-T-R-E. Okay. So, Glory Impact Crusade Center, just like our page, and you'll see all our um our programs and you can connect with us online. Then on YouTube, we are GICC Victory City TV. Okay. GICC Victory City TV and on Instagram we're GICC underscore Victory City. Okay. 
G-I-C-C underscore Victory City on Instagram. So you can connect with all our wonderful programs. We have Streams of Healing, which is a um, prayer, uh, early morning prayer every Monday to Wednesday at 5.30 a.m. Mm. So you can be a part of it because we want to set the tone for your day, for your week. You want to command your day, command your week, and we want to set that tone spiritually. Mm. Okay, so we have that every Monday to Wednesday, you know, 5.30 a.m. to 6 a.m. So you can connect with us and every other programs you can connect with us online. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a very great time with you as usual. Learning at your feet, learning, trying to draw from your fountain of knowledge. I know your source is Jesus Christ. And I pray that God continue to increase your wisdom Amen. and continue to bless your home, Amen. bless Papa, and bless your ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. So do you have anything to say, any final word or advice for young couple who are in the ministry especially and also generally? Ah, for every young couple, love God unreservedly. Mm. Love yourself. Honor is key in every relationship. Please let learn to honor one another. Or let me say each other. Mm. Okay? Learn to honor each other. Yeah. Love yourself affectionately. You know, don't let there be division. Mm. Because just the strength of your relationship is in your unity. But so that a three a, a three-fold cord is not easily broken, the man, the wife, and God. So unity is very key because the Bible says that whatever the two of you shall agree upon, mm. so can two walk together and said they be agreed. Mm. So one, one thing that you have to guide jealously in your marriage is the unity. Mm. Devil will want to come because a house that is divided against itself can never stand. So make sure that you do everything to keep the unity in your home. That is where the strength of your family and of your ministry lies, in unity. Glory wow. to God. Hallelujah. Thank you so, so much for listening. As usual, to next Saturday, I am Olanike Akirimi saying this is the True Voice Podcast Show. Bye.